Hello tribe and welcome to the High Order Podcast. This podcast is all about finding yourself through mindset and movement. Our guests will share their struggles of everyday life and how they found a drive to turn their dreams into attainable goals. We are proudly sponsored by CrossFit High Order, an all-inclusive fitness facility in East Haddam, Connecticut, whose focus is teaching movement, building mindset, and education on nutrition. Matt, so I have to thank you. You brought up the idea of listening to Joaquin Phoenix's speech at the Oscars. And I don't really watch any movies. I don't have the internet in my house. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't. I mean, I watch movies and stuff like that, but I, I really don't. I haven't seen The Joker. I haven't seen many things that he's in. And you said, hey, you have to listen to the speech. And when I heard this speech, the knowledge that he's talking about is so powerful. And it and I understand why it was so powerful to you and why you wanted to share it with me. So what we're going to do is we're going to put on his speech. Here we go. Um, God, I'm full of so much gratitude right now. Uh, and I do not feel elevated above any of my fellow nominees or anyone in this room because we share the, the same love, the, the love of film. And this form of expression has given me the most extraordinary life. Um, I don't know what I'd be without it. But I think the greatest gift that it's given me and many of us in this room is the opportunity to use our voice for the voiceless. I've been thinking a lot about some of the distressing issues that we are facing collectively. And I think at times we feel or we're made to feel that we champion different causes. But for me, I see commonality. I think whether we're talking about gender inequality or racism or queer rights or indigenous rights or animal rights, we're talking about the fight against injustice. We're talking about the fight against the belief that one nation, one people, one race, one gender, or one species has the right to dominate, control, and use and exploit another with impunity. become very disconnected from the natural world and many of us what we're guilty of is an egocentric worldview the belief that we're the center of the universe we go into the natural world and we plunder it for its resources we feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow and when she gives birth we steal her baby even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable and then we take her milk that's intended for a calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. And I think we fear the idea of personal change because we think that we have to sacrifice something to give something up. But human beings at our best are so inventive and creative and ingenious. And I think that when we use love and compassion as our guiding principles, we can create develop and implement 
systems of change that are beneficial to all sentient beings and to the environment. Now, I've been... I've been a scoundrel in my life. I've been selfish. I've been cruel at times, hard to work with, and ungrateful. But so many of you in this room have given me a second chance. And I think that's when we're at our best, when, when we support each other. Not when we cancel each other out for past mistakes, but when we help each other to grow, when we educate each other, when we guide each other towards redemption. That is the best of humanity. I just, I wonder, um, when he, when, when he was, when he was, when he was 17, my brother wrote this lyric. He said, run to the rescue with love and peace will follow. Thank you. Wow. That, that's what I have to say is wow. Is... Thank you, Matt. Yeah, so he, he gives this in the context is he's at the Emmys. He's amongst millionaires. Oscars, yeah. Or Oscars, Oscars, sorry. Oscars, yeah. So this speech was given, um, I think it was last night. Which is and, February 9th. Yeah, February 9th. And he, he got, I believe it was Best Actor for Joker. <clears throat> and it was his first Oscar. He's been nominated, I think, four times. He's put out some insane films over the course of 20 or 30 years. And uh, a lot of people have found him to be difficult to work with. He's, he doesn't fit that, that, um, that mold of the... The actor mold? Yeah, the actor mold, like the culture and um, the presentation. He doesn't give a whole lot of interviews, and when he does... Uh, he, he sounds confusing. Like people have a difficult time understanding him, and um, I really don't know how I think about it. But my impression is that he's he's sort of like living on a on a different frequency. He's on a different plane. The way he thinks about things, and his speech right here is a testimony to that because no one else in the history of the Oscars. This is coming from people who actually follow the Oscars because I don't. I'm not a yeah, TV I don't, guy. I, don't I know either. you don't either. <laughs> but it, this is the first time that anyone's really given a, um, a speech like this. And it's it's something that maybe at face value, maybe you need to rewind and hear it again. But um, it just it gets right to the root at to the root of things, like the truth. What's what's kind of going on in in the world for everybody for rich poor and um this this is has nothing to do with like the politics behind any of it so this is not this is not a um a republican or a democratic thing this is not a i'm not this is not a being being on any sides you know when, when i'm saying this or when i believe when he's saying the things he's saying he's not taking um any sort of stance he has no agenda there and yes, he's a, a millionaire, and he's um, leaving a large carbon footprint and doing. He's contributing to a lot of the ills that he's speaking against. Obviously, we all are. Even I am, or you are, when you're sitting here listening to this. We all are. But um, 
it's pretty profound, especially from somebody of st- of his status to yeah. talk about things he did. It takes a lot of courage. And, and one thing I'll say too that he brings up that which is what we have been talking about since day one in our podcast. Uh, I, and whether we're actually let me rephrase that. I don't know whether we're we're talking that, but that's just kind of the message in my mind of where where we're going with our podcast is that he talks about like no matter what we're like all as one. And for me, that's super important in the sense that I went through trauma in my life. You've been through some trauma in your life mm-hmm. and to the level that, like, you know, just people don't even know about. Uh, and not only those aspects of things, but the, every other person has been through a trauma or event that has changed them or something that has scared them or made them think about life. And we have really two options of that. And what I see, especially in the military world, is we sit and dwell on these things and we get together with our buddies and we share the same exact stories over and over again. But there's no progression in it. And we're sitting in this past and we just dwell on on these things. And I tried that and that didn't work. And I'm sure many people have. What? How did you try it? Give us a quick... uh... Going from like uh, hanging out in American legions or, um, you know, uh, just even hanging out or on like face, I hate saying this, but uh, like, like Facebook groups in general, like I deleted myself off of almost every Facebook group that there is out there uh, that I was a part of because I'm trying to just live in the present and what I'm trying to do. And you felt like that was, that was constantly anchoring you in, in this past and you're getting sort of in a rut with these memories sometimes. Yeah. And it's nothing against any groups is not against anything that we, we are doing. It's not against anything that anyone else is doing, but for me personally, it's occupying your thought space on a daily basis, right? I can't like I'm. It's making me rekindle the past or rekindle the past, and I appreciate the past of what I've you know gone through, and and I'm sure many people can say that too. But I don't want to live in the past. Like I'm not that person anymore. Like I was an EOD tech in the military. Yes, I disarmed bombs. Yes, I my job was top ten dangerous in the world. Some places at one. Um, yes, I lost a lot of friends. Yes, I've seen a lot of like bad stuff. But my goal is not that when people look at me that I'm a vet that's been through that stuff and then they're worried about my mental health. And, and as much as I appreciate that, like I don't want them to worry about my mental health and I don't want them to look at me and put me in that label or in that box that says, hey, you know, he's been through a lot. Like, you know, I, there's something that I can do to help. I want to change that idea and instead of look at that and be like, listen, I went through trauma. You've been through trauma too. It's not a comparison to whose trauma is worse or, or my life events that led up to this. It's not about that. What it's about is that realizing that we've all been through stuff and to sit together and be like, yep, cool. It happened to us. We're not going to change it, but what we can change is how we look at life and how we help others and let others see that they don't have to live in the past and they don't have to let the past define them and let what they want to define them to do that. And for me, I look for, for, you know, creating love, something that like I haven't felt in a long time because of war and all that military that has quote unquote defined me for so long. 
and it's held me back from learning how to love. It's held me back from caring about my parents it's, and, and, and friends and taking time and scheduling uh, times to hang out with people. Like It's taken all that from me. Being of service and, to other people. Yeah, yeah, and it's ruined my like self-esteem. It's ruined all these other things. But yeah, I still work on that stuff, but I don't put that stuff out there. And it's not because I'm hiding it and pushing it deeper down in my system. It's because... I accepted that. I accept what I was. I accept what I've been through and it's great. And it helped me see how important life is and see the value and purpose of life and like, you know, super sentimental and nerdy all on this like aspect of it too. But like, that's something that like, without a doubt, Matt, you've helped me with because, you know, like I I told you this earlier and you didn't realize I'm going to talk about this, but like you introduced me to Alan Watts. And I've always had these thoughts in my head and these ideas in my head and coming to, you know, a self-realization by myself without putting it out there to let people know. And so have you. And, and like I said, it's, it's something that, you know, when the time is right, we'll both open up our stories. But it's a self-realization that you went through by yourself, not realizing you're going through and something I had to go through because I no longer had my OD brothers around to like share stories with and keep me in that box. That when I finally was out by myself and thinking about my own thoughts for years and years and years, uh, I started realizing how and what I am in control of and what I'm not. And and then I never put that out to anyone because I knew everyone would just look at me as being crazy. And then when you introduced me to Alan Watts, I go, huh. This is exactly justifying everything that I've been thinking about and talking about mm. in my own head. And you're the first person that I could open up and share about it. So like for me, it's a, like I appreciate that aspect of it because I no longer allow the military to find me. And I no longer, when I meet people, allow them to put me in that box. And that's not like the, the, the people purposely do that. Like let's be clear on that. Like. That most people don't. I'm just saying. I'm using that as a reference, like the that that label of, oh, you had a you know really dangerous job in the military, so you're probably fucked up in the head. Which yeah, but guess what? It doesn't. It doesn't hinder me. It doesn't. It it doesn't hold me back. It, you know, it yeah. did. Not anymore though. Mm. You know. Yeah. I mean, to Alan Watts. Alan Watts has a lot of messages, and some of them. Some of those same messages are interpreted differently depending on the person who's listening. But one of the things he sort of, one of the effects he has on the listener, both of us included, is um, a sense of, um, yeah, all the problems you think you have or you might be experiencing, it's okay. And it's... All of them are thoughts in your head of the past or of the future. And I guess the one quick thing that I'll say is one of the the effects it has on you is it relaxes you to this sort of angst, this existential anxiety and angst we have about the future and are we going to die and what's going to happen. We're always afraid of things and we're afraid of our our thoughts and our memories and they bother us. And go ahead. What are you going to say? No, um, uh, it was just uh, it was tying into what you were just talking about, and that's why I wanted to kind of interrupt you because it's like uh, effective, like um, just everything's okay. Yeah, like everything's okay. That's that's it exactly. It's because 
the past didn't magically go away because the new year started, like we talked about, and it didn't magically go away because I decided that uh, I'm an entirely different person. It's still all there. But the way I look at it and the way I perceive it is entirely different. So that's what I wanted to say is like, yeah, like... like yeah, the it, way you perceive it. it yeah. The way I perceive it is, is so much more powerful because it's no longer something that I use as a negativity. I use as a positivity, mm-hmm. and, and per se. And, the, and I mean, the, this applies to every living human being on the planet as far as I'm concerned that you're... The past happened and it defines who you are, but... It is not who you are in and of itself. You are a totality of interdependent circumstances and experiences throughout your life. You're never just one thing. You're lots of things that are happening spontaneously every moment. So you are a war veteran. You are a human being you're a uh, body in physical space you're a brother you're a sister you're all these labels we have we use with language you're also just a person who um, has their own interests and desires and everything in life you're not your mom you're not your dad you're not the people that brought you up you are them to some degree but you're not also and it, you don't have to define yourself by one of these at any moment in time and the Doing that can create some, some thoughts, some like y- y- prison thoughts in your head, like you're in a cage, you know, and you can get trapped in that, and that can, that can really, freaking fuck you up. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, is you, you could realize that you are in control of defining yourself and your path. You can allow that stuff in the past, and 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 we all, and it's a stage of learning too. So let that be known that like, if you're sitting there and being like, oh, I need to turn this off. Just keep on trying at it. That's the biggest thing. With anything that you're trying to do, just keep on trying at it. And it's something that we have learned unintentionally. And that's why we kind of like talk yeah. about it. But realistically, like you, you as this is, might not make sense to most uh, people, but like you are in control of what defines you and you're in control of uh, how you want to be defined. Like right, just like- because... Like, uh, right. you know, if, it, you know, the, a war veteran is defined by being a war veteran, but by, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, they could be a, a philosopher, like, well, by yourself. Right. And if you perceive that by yourself, then it, it's going to be perceived by everybody else. Well, it, are people, are people perceiving you as being a war veteran because they see the externalities and they see the, 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 the outside presentation, the clothing, all those things. And also what you're telling them you've done, your war experience. You, you verbally tell them, I was in the war. I, I, I was in a war. I'm a war veteran. I've been in combat. All of these things are, you're telling them, so they're getting this impression of you. And right. then they're echoing it back to you. Now, now they're treating you according to this information. So now you're receiving their sort of impression of you, and now it's you're co-creating this version of you as being a war, you know, Fucked up war combat veteran. That's messed yeah. Up maybe in like a lot of times, yeah. like intention unintentionally, like uh, for sure. And then just there's because also of the, the stereotypes that are out there. Yeah. But then and that's what I try to say is like. And then are you internalizing this and saying, yeah, that's what I am? You know, and, are you identifying with and, that? And absolutely, but it came to a point where I was just like, well, I don't need that to define me. Like I don't need that to be 
who I am. Like, I'll never lie about it. If people ask me about it, like, I'll let them know. But I'm no... But I try to, like, follow it up with some sort of thing saying that, like, you know, this is, you know, it's, I'm mm. happy. I'm, I, I, I don't really, but I'm saying is, like, I, I, I try to make it just so that people, it doesn't end on a, oh, my God. And they, they, they dive into the, the dark questions that m- many do, like, which is, you know, obviously, like, a lot of people are curious about. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I try and always make it about a positive thing in the sense of, um, I, I'll make a joke about it, and you got to find laughter in the the hardest times in your life, right? And yeah. and people like, and that's where jokes come from in comedy. And now, like, if we joke and we have comedy, it's it's taken like incredibly offensive. But you have to look at it that like a lot of jokes and comedy like comes because it's a way of dealing it and and turning a spin on it. Like, I'm I'm not laughing at you know people who were killed or died, but I can laugh at the sense that, like, oh, I shouldn't have been live. Like, uh, you know what? Sometimes it's better be lucky than good. Yeah, you have to, you know? If you're a person that has dealt with trauma, something extremely just, it, it completely changed the trajectory of your life. Even for it, a moment. It, it is, it's never a case, unless you have some weird sort of acute, like, dementia memory loss it's never a case as a human being with a brain that you're going to forget what happened you're not going to forget something that is as traumatic as a death or something i don't need to go into details but we can all figure out what what i'm talking about so you're never going to forget it you're never going to forget what happened generally speaking you're never going to forget it and I'm repeating it because if you start at that, that baseline there, number one, you're not going to forget. And then going forward from there, you have options. How do you want to remember it? How do you want that to be a part of your life going forward? That is super important. Are, are you going to be that person that is the... The disgruntled, traumatized, PTSD victim? Or are you going to be that person that seeks out a way to find the value and the positivity and how that's going and how that will improve your life going forward? And there's other options out there, but I've just made a couple of just general ones here. Yeah. And, and there's also a phase too where after this, after something traumatic happens, it's not like, like you're going to go through that really difficult phase in the, in the, at first. And most people will never ever get out of that phase. Unfortunately, a lot of people. Because they, the, don't, they don't, they don't have that direction. And that's the big thing that we're trying to And this to is push. not talking down to anybody. Yeah. Like, like, like is, we're just, we're talking about this stuff because we were both there in different like situations. We've, 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 found a way to turn such negativity in her life into positivity. And, that's, and this is, and I wanted you to say that. I'm glad you, you said that. We're not talking down to anybody here and we still deal with our own struggles all the time. That's, it's not about saying that we're some, that we're like 
you know, perfect. This is nothing yeah. to do with that at all. Yeah. Like we're coming from a place where of understanding here and, and experience. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. the big thing is what we're trying to push is for those people who are just like sitting in that same box, you know, like, uh, and I'm going to take American legions as an example. And, and I'm not saying this is with all of them, but people everyone's, everyone's like, Hey, you should join the American legion because you can like reminisce over like war stories with past vets. And I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate their stories and I appreciate you know what they've done and at the same time i can't sit around and drink a beer and just talk about war stories because that's me living in the past and our goal is to like help those people out and some of them will never like you said some of them are never going to get out of that and uh you know some have been through a lot more trauma than both of us combined like for sure you know, yeah. so like there, there's a lot of different extents of this. So like, don't take this for its pure like face value that it says, hey, if, if you've been through some shit, you could fucking fix yourself because that's the way it is. Because um, that's that's not the case with everything. But if you have a will to get better, and that's that's the determining factor. If you have a will to get better and try and better your life, you can because we are living proof of that. For an example. And, and we never had somebody to try and talk to us and, uh, in a way that we could understand because there's plenty of people that want to talk to you and help you out, but either your mindset is in the sense that they haven't been through what I have, so I can't help them out, or their mindset is, well, nope, this is going to be the same system over and over again. But we've both went through that system, and I, like I said, this is like, I've been dealing for like almost 15 years now. Like it's it's not it's not like I've been through all those stages and and I continue to go through them. So like Matt was saying, it's not something that you know we're not talking down to anybody, but at the same time understand that just keep on trying. Like that's the bottom message is just keep on trying. If it doesn't sound good or you feel like you're out of it, great, but you're gonna get sucked back in. It's what do you do there? Do you just allow it to like take over your life or not? So remember, yeah, just yeah. just keep on trying, and you're gonna get to the level of living in the present and not letting that that past define you, and realizing that like every day now that I wake up, I am like excited to be alive. I'm excited to live. I'm excited to like do what I need to do. I'm excited to take care of my body. Yeah. Um, like so, it, 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 there's nothing it, that there's nothing right now that could bring so. me back down to that level because I've been there the, to the level that I never want to be there again. And I know now how to handle that. And, and we'll have, like I said, we'll have our still rough days, but overall we're in control of our lives and it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, this topic could go in a number of ways, but we, you know we talked about identity, your identity as a war veteran. That's an example. Could be anything. And I mean, we we could go a number of ways here. I th I think of what I'm thinking about is just. The idea that, um, you know, you mentioned living in the present. Even if you're not living in the present, which, by the way, you are in the present. 
I don't care how you define you. We can talk about who you are in a second. But you, at least this physical person that you're, you feel like that's who you think you are, wherever the center of that person is, whether it's your forehead or your, your heart, wherever it is, you're in the present. So you can either be living, thinking that you're living in it or be in your head in the past or the future. Or you can at least understand what we're talking about when, we're, when, we, when we talk about living your life in, under, in the present moment and, and not in the past. You can, you can accept the past as being what it is, but not be so attached to it and be held a slave to the, to the negative aspects of the past in your head and just constantly re reference the present as sort of like your God in a way. It's like, this is my God is the present moment. There's nothing else. I don't need to be held prisoner to the past. So now that I got that out, it's a struggle to get that out, but let me distill it a little bit, maybe condense it a little bit. There's a distinction between living in the present, being completely present in what's happening right now, here and now, because that's all there is, and also if you can't do that or you have a hard time doing that or you at least understanding the utility of being in the present moment. And if you can at least understand that, it's it's a philosophy where you're like, I know what it, that being in the present means I'm not going to be trapped in the past. And that's really important. So a lot of us are just trapped in those identities of the past. We're, we're stuck in those molds, those old ways of thinking, those old habit patterns and those instinctual traumatic reactions you have when you think about the past. I mean, people are still 50 years later, World War II veterans, Vietnam veterans are still listening to the sound of a car backfire and they jump, you know, those sorts of examples. Definitely an extreme example, but the past happened and it's gone. It will never happen again. It, it's that it's never not been that way. So what are you what are you going to do about it? You're and and, and the truth of the matter is, <clears throat> and you can rewind, listen to this again if you take offense to it. I would suggest that you do, or if you don't, and that's great. But the truth of the matter is that if if you're being held prisoner to the past in your head, these memories, you're hallucinating and you're delusional all day long, and you're held prisoner to these delusions, these hallucinations. And we condemn people that are like mental patients in hospitals for doing essentially the same thing. But they're just living in different circumstances and now they're being, you know, held, they're being hospitalized for it. So, yeah, the way I'm describing it sounds a little bit probably alarming to some people. Maybe you're not in a good place. Maybe you're driving listening to this and it's just not a good place to digest this, but... I can't figure out any other cl thing that's closer to the truth than that. Yeah, I no, I think... I went down a rabbit hole there, but... No, no, it's I good. It's like, like it. you know, you got to remember the past, live in the present, and be aware of the future. If you have so, that balance... So, who, who, do you, who do you think you are? I'm talking to the listener. Ask yourself who you think you are. Contemplate this question as much as you can. And before you decide on who you think you are 
are you Andrew? Because that was the name given to you when you were born. I hope, are, I hope not they're all. I hope not everyone's Andrew. Are you uh, Lisa? Are you uh, Dan? Wow. Is it, that that's the name? That's an English name that was given to you. So let let's let's just say for the sake of a thought experiment here that you're not your name because we know that that's just noise coming out of your face. That's all that is. Are you your body? Are you your physical body? You, you know, one way that I think is... Because a, I could chop your leg off right now and throw it in the garbage and you'll still be alive tomorrow. You'll be an amputee, but... I agree, but like I think one way that really helps uh, help me kind of figure out who I was from the outside looking in, you can kind of do two things. One, ask somebody to go look at your Facebook page and, or, or Instagram page and scroll through it that knows you really well and ask you is like, is this me or you as yourself scroll through? (coughs) Sorry guys. Uh, or you guys as, as yourself scroll through your Instagram and Facebook page and actually look at, do I believe in all those things? And the big thing that I see is, is is memes. Like, so people post a lot of memes and, and I'm, I love seeing all the positive memes that they have. But are you thinking about that meme every day or did you think about that meme just for that moment? Because if you if you start creating a lot of those positive posts, you're going to start thinking about being positive more often. You're going to be uh, more aware of that. And that's why like creating that positive post all the time rather than like, oh man, my day sucks. This happens. Uh, you know, when something bad happens to me, I try to put it out there and, and tell everyone my spin on it. And like... As much as I don't like social media, I think it's also very important because it allows us to speak our voice mm. and, and it helps people get through things. And, and that's what I use social media for yeah. is, is, is matter how, like when I had like a flat tire, the next day I got a flat tire, like all these things were coming to an end. You know, guess what? I'm still coming to a home. And, yeah, I'm still coming to a warm home. I got a loving family that helped me out, friends that are willing to help me out and looking at it that way. Is, is you such a better way. Kind of like and like what what gets sort of echoed back to you. It's like yeah. karma, you know. Good and, karma. and I firmly believe that if yeah. if you keep in a positive attitude, people, no matter what, in the the yeah. worst times, if you keep yeah. a positive attitude, people are going to come and help you out, whether you need it or not. And that's so. one thing that I have learned and relied on. But ultimately, if you're posting memes, live in those memes. So back to what you were talking about, you know these these memories of the past, the traumas from the past, and you sort of like distancing yourself from being attached to the the traumatic war hero sort of narratives of the past and um, connecting that to being around a lot of other groups of people that just want to sort of talk about and live in that that sort of past and how that might not be you know beneficial for you going forward um, this this idea that I've been talking about, about finding out who you are is really important to letting go of the past and disconnecting and detaching, being so held prisoner to some of these thoughts from the past. Because if you practice these exercises these uh, that have to do with finding out who you are, in other words... Are you your body? No, you're not your physical body, in my opinion. Are you your is are you your name? No, you're not your name. 
Are you your relationships? No, you're not your relationships. Your relationships change. They come and they go. You had different relationships when you were a child than we do when you're an adult. Are you your hobbies? No, you're not your hobbies. Your hobbies change. That's not who you are. You're a basketball player when you're a kid. Maybe you're somebody who likes to research rocks when you're 40 years old. Are you, are you your job? You're not your occupation. Your jobs change. Job is a way to make money. It might be an interest of yours, but your interests change as well. That's not who you are as a person. It doesn't define you necessarily. So you go through this list of things, finding out who you are. And I'm just giving, I'm giving you like this quick sort of like summarized version of these. They're, they're meditations really, but um, you're not all these things that until you investigated this question that you thought you were. And with that realization comes the realization that you're also not your thoughts because your thoughts change. They change every moment. Your thoughts come and they go. Your thoughts are like clouds, like running water. What you're thinking about right now while you're listening to this is not going to be what you're thinking about possibly when this podcast is done, if you make it all that way. So what are you? That's not up to me to, to determine. That's up to you. And that comes with self-discovery through these exercises, through a totality of things. What we can talk about is what you're not to help you understand and accept the thoughts you're having in your head. And coming to the realization that they are just thoughts and that they don't own you and that's not who you are is part of the path to release yourself from the trauma, the stuff you were talking about earlier. And I would will also say is is once again, because I think this is very important, that going through those processes that you are is natural. Going through the let me like dwell on the past and let me feel pity for myself. That's natural and it should happen. Like, let's all be clear on that mm. too. It's like, you need that and you do need your, you know, fellow military guys or, you know, whether you had a domestic uh, violence case and you're dealing with other people who've had that, like, yes, like you have to go through that. You have to tell your story because that is therapy. But what we're kind of saying is there's only so many times you can tell that story and you keep on telling that story and nothing's changing, that's when you have to seek out those other options. And a lot of those other options aren't realized to you because you're having yourself go through them and you're forced to go through them. And that's all part, like I said, about the learning process is you're forced to go through those you self-internalize what's going on. Then you start thinking about where you're at in life. You start thinking about who am I in this life? And, you know, you it's up to you to make a decision whether you want to make yourself better or not. Because any person can make themselves better. Like, let that be clear. Any person can do that. It's whether they have the knowledge, they have the, the mindset, they, they have those things that just happen throughout life, whether they have or not. Uh, that, that kind of also make that up. And, and our goal here is definitely to put that out and say, listen, just go through that process. But, but like I said before, just keep on trying to improve, keep on trying to get better and it will happen.
can't agree more. I mean, yeah, we, we all want to improve. And sometimes you can sabotage your efforts by trying too much also. So we have this thing that we've talked about. We talked about tonight. It's called doing, not doing. Oh, yeah. So improving, you can improve by trying to do something. Or you can just improve yourself, get better, feel better, whatever, whatever words you want to use by not doing anything at all. Has anyone ever, have you ever, I'm talking, I'm like, has anybody talking to the mic? Yeah, it's a rhetorical <laughs> have, question. Have you ever uh, had some sort of success in life or just be uh, grateful for just something really small that happened and you never intended for that outcome it just happened or it had been happening for so long and you never realized it and all of a sudden you're like oh yeah you know what my life is goddamn good and you know what i i have achieved a lot i am a, a dad i have a house i have a good job um i got good relationships it just happened you didn't try you weren't do you weren't intentionally doing some sort of like mathematical algorithm to to attain those things or obtain those things and you realize that some of the some of the most long-lasting successes, sustainable sort of like accomplishments you've had, you've gained them by not actually trying to gain them at all. You know, and it it's it's a lot it, to be said about that. Yeah, and like a lot of it, like I like to think about the analogy. Like when you brought that up, I'm like, that's that's so true. And you brought up the analogy, like you're walking, but you're not. Like, so you're doing something, but you're not really doing it. Like, you're walking, but you're not thinking about, like, I'm putting a left foot in front of a right foot and a left foot in front of a right yeah. foot. It's like breathing. So you're doing, but not doing. And the way that I looked at it, because I interpret it different than you, I look at it as this way. You might be walking, what you're doing, but what you're not doing is realizing that... This is building up your endurance in your legs and your hips and keeping your body moving. So the doing part is you're, you're going for a walk. The not doing is the not realizing that you're, you're, you're building your muscle strength and you're, you're prepping yourself for should you have to walk 10 miles. And that's what's yeah. so cool because you can interpret it in so many ways by doing and not doing and it, and it revolves in anything, and it's something that we talked about, and that. So, if you want to Google, on the internet, doing not doing, doubt itching. You can look further into it, but there's a lot. I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole on it, on the, the history and the sort of ancient wisdom behind it, but it's three words. It's profound and it's multi-layered, and you can interpret it in a number of different ways. One of the ways is, um, the way I look at it is uh, you're doing and then you give the suffix, the prefix is doing, the suffix is whatever it is that you're doing. Like I'm doing writing, I'm doing lifting, I'm doing drinking beer, I'm doing whatever. You could be doing not doing. So you're, you're doing almost, it's like doing nothing. You're still doing something. So now, it, 
now that you're totally confused, <laughs> rewind, listen to it again. Yeah, so the, it you're comes. Do, you're doing, yeah. not doing. Uh, there's so, there's so no if, easy way to explain it because everyone interprets well, it a different way. If that's actually like what it's no easy way to explain it and that's that's actually like the the dead end it's not really a dead end either that's the beauty in all of it of the ancient sort of eastern philosophy is that you can't really put it into words but you it's a realization or a feeling that you come to on your own investigation it's not something that i can tell you or that andrew can tell you or explain to you using words or logic there's no right or wrong either there's no right or wrong so if i'm breathing right now and I'm not aware of it, I'm still breathing. That's what I'm doing. But I'm not really doing it with intention. It's just happening. It's it's a it's a it's a happening, as Alan Watts says. So we went down a little bit of rabbit hole, but doing not doing is sort of like you're achieving things without trying to achieve them. And they're just happening in your life. And sometimes we sabotage ourselves when we try to do too hard. The act of trying can sort of sabotage your efforts. And you might be listening and thinking like, yeah, sometimes my goals stress me out and I just need to back off and just chill. Well, that's one way of looking at it. And another way of looking at it is just sort of rewind and go down to the micro and zoom in and look at that. Basically, everything you're doing can be broken down and into its constituent parts and you can start to examine every little part and determine whether or not every one of those little parts is helping you towards your ultimate goal. So breaking things down into their the, their small parts, breaking down anything into its smallest act, like taking one breath, breaking it down. How are you breathing? Are you, or we're using breathing as an example, because I know I'm kind of talking through things a little quickly here, but let's take breathing. So are you breathing in a compromised position? Yes or no? Are you, are you sitting down hunched over breathing all day? Are you standing up breathing all day? Are you breathing in only one one sort of... Sorry, that's the couch. By the way, that's the couch. Is, is your breathing in... Is it... What's what's the word for... It's like the same frequency all day. Is it just in, out, in, out? Or is it in, out, in, out? Or is it in, out? Are you, do, are you doing this too much all day long? Are you not breathing enough? Are you breathing only through your chest and your lungs? Are you breathing through your diaphragm? Are you breathing through your... Are you belly breathing? Are you doing Nose, all the above? Nasal are you, breathing? You're doing nasal breathing. Are you breathing through your mouth? I just took the example of breathing and broke this down. Think about all the ways you can, you can sort of become aware of how nuanced any little thing is. These are, this is what it means to break down the constituent parts. These are the things that you're doing without doing them all day long, your whole life, maybe. I just took breathing as an example. Now let's use breathing again to sort of demonstrate how you could be doing, not doing, a goal, maybe it's to run a marathon. So maybe if 
your you've made a conscious decision to I'm going to start working on my breathing. I'm going to start working on my diaphragmatic breaths, my my stomach, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to take deep breaths, really open up my lungs every day. I'm going to breathe deep. I'm going to hold my breath for periods of time. I'm going to breathe out through my nose. I'm going to breathe in or out through my mouth, breathe in through my nose or or only through your nose. Basically, you're going to start to work on your breathing. And then you start to just naturally breathe in that manner, in a more healthy manner. You're actually helping you your marathon goal by doing that. And in fact, you're probably helping any life goal you have, but just by learning how to breathe better. So you're not, but at some point you're instinctually doing it and you're not trying anymore. You're not really doing it. It's just doing itself. So you're, you're doing, not doing, you're doing it, but you're not at the same time. So like with everything that you just said, I, I think what we were talking about, the doing, not doing is our self-healing that we've gone through in our life is that, you know, I was one of the first people of my friends who got out of the military and that was the first one to, in my, like I said, in my friends that had to live with a life that's far away from my other military friends and having to deal with all the trauma and, and not being able to tell my story, but how am I going to, how am I going to achieve life and being successful with it and happy with it without the people that I used to tell stories with. It's like, how are you going to hold these memories and positivity and move on and kind of move, live your life? Yeah. How am I trapped in them? And and my old therapy was just talking about these stories with them over and over again, over beers. And, uh, I was in that same like bucket. So like the thing that you accomplished in your life. And like I said, we've never really talked about that and it'll come out when the time is right. And obviously a lot more in depth about, you know, stuff that I struggled with in life. But what we did was, and I think this is why we gravitate towards each other so well, is that we were doing, not doing. We were trying to find a way to be better and be be a better person and deal with our struggles in life. You weren't even knowing. But actually not realizing the ways that we were going about doing it. And it's so cool because... I did the every method and I'm, you know, and I'm going to speak for myself here, but I did the, the every possible drug you can get from the VA, uh, you know, every type of doctor that you sit and talk to and, and everything like that. And they were never, and I always blame them. And we talked about this in, the, in our previous podcast, but I always blame them on being the ones that couldn't fix me when in reality, it's nothing about them fixing you. It's, they're just a vessel. And you have to realize that like, the most important vessel that I ever learned to help fix me was my own self. And that was a self-realization of where am I going in life and what am I doing? And is this who really I am? Or am I just putting a facade on for everyone to say and look at me? Am am I promoting people to uh, work off my stressors in life? Am I promoting people to like, look at me as that war veteran uh, mentality when now I want them to look at me as more of a philosopher and, uh, kindness and benevolence and care and like devotion to people to really help our, 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 who we are like as a whole, like, like our, our, whatever you want to think you are. No matter what situation you put in, you try to put me down or you put other people down, I'll be right there to like stand up and uh, try to 
provide another perspective. And when people don't accept my perspective, it's okay because that's all right. They're just not there mm-hmm. and that's not where I'm at. And I don't, I don't yeah. mind that, but I mean, ultimately, and we're all, we're all in different places and just, you know, just to, to sort of recap them maybe a little bit, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, the, whatever the, the thoughts are that we express, it's, it's there's a confluence of factors that go into them in our in our own personal life experience and sometimes words can't really express what it is that we're really yeah, the trying to say and, and what feeling. we're feeling you know so you know take take whatever you take from it and it's um maybe maybe it's the spirit of it that you get from it and not necessarily the words we're using you know because it's not necessarily stuff that you can intellectualize sometimes sometimes it's things that um just might give you a a catalyst to move you in a certain direction to get you thinking about your own life in a different way. You don't necessarily have to digest what we say verbatim. And it's not like some sort of instruction manual, you know, life yeah. is never, life isn't like that. Sorry to Casey, you just figured that out now. Sorry yeah. To break that too. So, yeah. So just, you know, I would definitely re-listen this one. This is pretty deep that we went into today. Uh, this is the stuff that I love talking about, especially with you, Matt, because you've opened up my world. Like I said, Alan Watts, like when you introduced me to him, it changed my view on so many things or it justified who I was as a human being and that I'm not just a crazy person who thinks these other ideas. <laughs> and so much so that I never wanted to talk about these with anybody else, but now we're here today and I'm talking about these with everybody else and it's the it, best thing that we can this do. This is this is mental fitness. We talk about uh, improving your life and we talk about fitness, but none of the stuff that I do fitness-wise, physical anything is at in any way shape or form separate from all the stuff that I just talked about or you talk about. The mental side of things here. This is imperative it drives our fitness it's the foundation of of all of it so we go down rabbit holes um that may not seem like they're directly correlated to the the title of the podcast or what you might be expecting but this is our this is our jam this is what we like to do so and we understand that this is all in the same when it comes to physical movement exercise is your, your mindset how you perceive your movement your body in space and time and, and your sort of uh, relationship to it. So that's, I wanted to add that. Yeah. So it, honestly, we'd love to have some feedback uh, and we'd love to have some questions. So feel free to reach out Andrew at CrossFit Send me a message. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Let me know what you think uh, about obviously the topics we talk about and we're just happy to have so many listeners. So thank you guys. And we're going to bring uh, some more knowledge for you next week. Yep. Happy to have you on. We're grateful for it. Thanks. Cheers.